The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We're going to switch gears for a little bit. Uh, you know what? It was founded in 2016 and it was Canada's first gym dedicated to serving LGBTQ people. But it has permanently closed. It's a, it's a direct result of it being targeted in a series of online blog posts. The posts about staff and clients of Queer Flex prompted a hate crimes investigation by the Edmonton Police Service. With more on this, we are joined by Dr. Christopher Wells. He's the Canada Research Chair for the Public Understanding of Sexual and Gender Minority Youth at McEwen University. Of course, he's a very strong advocate for the community as well. Dr. Wells, thanks for taking the time. My pleasure. All right, so there's a, there's a couple of things here that I want to get to. First off... Um, Tell us about this gym and tell us about the importance of it to the community. I think a lot of people are really sad and dismayed uh, to hear the news that uh, Queerflex won't be reopening because it provided a really important uh, and safe space for many uh, LGBTQ people uh, in the community to um, get out and uh, take care of their physical health and uh, and well-being, and um, uh, its absence will be uh, you know really uh, felt by uh, a lot of people. Um, you know, some of the things the research tells us is that many LGBTQ young people, for example they um, avoid gym classes or they identify locker rooms and change rooms as some of the most unsafe spaces in schools. So um, uh, many even turn to taking phys ed online to escape um, unsafe environments or bullying and harassment. So you can see how uh, QueerFlex really provided um, that important safe space in the community. Well, yeah, and and I'm glad you you expanded on that a bit because I I think for those who who are listening right now who don't understand and say, well, why? Why don't they just go to a, a gym, a regular gym, like everybody else does? Um, but oftentimes, there's there's bad experiences associated with it, uh, not feeling safe. That's what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely, and have not had a positive experience in uh, whether it's uh, you know a school gymnasium or uh, engaging in uh, athletic. Uh, events. We know a lot of LGBTQ youth, for example, drop out of organized team sports because of homophobia and transphobia and uh, the kind of language that's often used in those environments, the sort of very hyper-masculine uh, mm. um, language or, or energy that really um, makes anybody who uh, feels different uh, not feel welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Dr. Wells, um, so when we talk about um, doxing, and that's what happened in this this case for people who don't know what that is can you explain what happened Sure. So doxing is uh, generally um, referred to as the sharing of private or, or personal information about an individual online in a way to uh, uh, target or, or bully or, or harass them. So, you know, in this case, um, some of the people who uh, worked uh, at, um, at the gym uh, um, who uh, helped to create it were publicly identified um, and uh, that personal information was shared and they felt very vulnerable and uh, targeted to uh, harassment and, and abuse. And, and so we're already talking about people within uh, within a community that's already more uh, subject yeah. to uh, things like hate crimes and incidents. Man, and you know, and we've we've seen stories about this uh, well online, like in the in the blogs at uh, that you know in, in this situation, certainly on social media, on Twitter, that that sort of thing. It's it's mind-boggling to me um, why people do this, but um, there's uh, there's uh, well. 
There's a there's a lot of people out there, uh, Christopher, that we that we know that. Um, are, are small-minded, let's put it this way. What do we know about the people who uh, were behind this? Yeah, well, certainly some of them are uh, known to be affiliated with, um, you know, um, hate and extremist uh, groups or ideologies, um, which makes uh, the concerns um, all the more um, uh, heightened because, um, you know, individuals like this uh, often have the capacity to carry out those kinds of threats. So these, this, this, the sharing of this information wasn't benign. It wasn't without consequence. It was really designed to intimidate, harass, and threaten, um, you know, individuals who are just simply trying to volunteer to create a safe space in a community um, and, uh, you know, had no right to be targeted. And, and thankfully, the Edmonton Police Service, um, you know, is investigating this because we need to send the message that, you know, when you're targeting the people at Queerflex and, and the patrons who go there, you're really targeting everybody in the LGBT community because this is about, uh, you know, the safety and security to be ourselves and to feel like a valued and a contributing uh, member of our city. So as you mentioned, Edmonton Police uh, looking at it uh, or had looked into it with uh, the, the hate crimes unit. Um, they did investigate the doxing uh, but didn't lay any charges. That has to be a little bit disappointing. Well, well, the reality is, unfortunately, in Canada, the bar to lay a hate crimes charge is very high. Mm. And, um, you know, so a lot of these um, uh, situations are referred to as hate bias incidents that are still equally as damaging, uh, but unfortunately, they don't meet uh, a threshold for criminal charges just to be late, you know, uh, but they, they still have the intended effects. And as you've seen here, uh, Queerflex having to close its doors because uh, individuals that don't feel safe and supported to be able to go forward. That is just, it's just such a shame, uh, Chris. I mean, when you talk to um, the members of the LGBTQ uh, community about the closure of this gym, um, what are they saying? What are, where, where are they going to go? Yeah, I think a lot of people are are uh, upset and uh, you know concerned. Um, um, a lot of people who are going to Queerflex um, weren't going to other uh, gyms or facilities because they didn't feel safe. So I think it it really is a call for um, our. Uh, our recreational community here in Edmonton to take a look at their own practices and look at the policies, look at the facilities. Do they have um, universal all-gender change rooms and washrooms, for example? Do they have specific classes for the LGBT community um, that can invite them in and help build these relationships and understand the needs of the community um, when using these kinds of facilities? How often does stuff like this happen, Chris? Yeah, it's unfortunate uh, to say that it's uh, it's not uh, rare. Uh, it is uh, unfortunately can be considered common. Um, the LGBT community is one of the three most targeted groups in Canada for hate crimes and incidents. Um, you know, and and uh, that should uh, be distressing and upsetting to a lot of us because we know discrimination and hate are learned values. Mm-hmm. So why do people feel emboldened to be going out and targeting people who are different than that they are? So what do we need? to do as a community to, to make things better? I think we first 
we need to, to do is um, um, stand up and denounce these kinds of behaviors when they happen, say they're not acceptable in our community, um, provide support to those who are impacted, uh, you know, those uh, people who run Queer Flex and, and the patrons who go there and, mm. and making sure they, they know that they're not alone and that uh, they have no right to be targeted and that our city stands behind them, you know. And then, uh, you know, thirdly, I think it is that uh, that challenge and that call to other fitness facilities to, to say, is there more that you can be doing to create, you know, safe environments and facilities? Have you examined your practices? Mm. Do you have LGBTQ staff members? Are you hiring for diversity? You know, what are your what are your policies? How are you communicating this out to your patrons? Um, we all have a right to physical activity and we all have a right to be safe while doing it. And unfortunately, that right has been denied to, you know, members of the LGBTQ community. This must have been an incredibly difficult decision for um, the, the, the owners, the people who worked at, at Queer Flex, given the safe space that it provided. I'm sure it was heartbreaking and devastating to, you know, have to come to that uh, final decision. I know that they they were trying every effort um, to uh, find a workable plan and a solution to be able to continue forward. Mm. You know, there's such passion and commitment behind the work that they do, and there's such a need identified in the community. Um, you know, it, it's really distressing and devastating to, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, in the LGBT community to know that, um, you know, these safe spaces are being taken away. Um, are, do you know if there's any other gyms that have stepped up um, who have said, hey, we have taken a look at this, we are doing this? I haven't heard myself, no. uh, you know, directly, uh, but I think, uh, you know, there is a gap and um, uh, we need to look to uh, the leaders in the fitness community to say, hey, you know, um, we're here to help, we're here to to be supportive, teach us about what you need to feel included and safe. I know, for example, the November project's been very open and LGBTQ yeah. inclusive, um, you know, but that's a real grassroots community uh, initiative. Um, uh, but uh, I think, um, you know, the need's not going to go away. It's, it's The question is, who's going to step up and fill it? Who is going to step up and fill it? And then what happens if it happens again? Yeah, absolutely. We need to uh, be monitoring, uh, you know, this kind of uh, online hate and uh, these kinds of uh, harassing behaviors. Um, we need to stand up against them. We need to denounce them. But we can't let that uh, prevent us from moving forward, right? Um, but at the same time, we can't expect volunteers and, and people to compromise their safety um, when they're feeling threatened. There's, um, <laughs> there's still a long way to go, isn't there, Christopher? Well, this is really a, a wake-up call, right? We, here we are in 2020, and, um, you know, to know this kind of targeted harassment and abuse is still going on and that it's very real and it's very alive um, uh, means we have a lot more work to do, and, and that means each and every one of us standing up for the values we believe in as Edmontonians. You know, um, we have a great community here, and these, these kinds of unfortunate examples yeah. um, really say um, we have a lot more work to do. Christopher Wells, Dr. Christopher Wells, joining me this afternoon. Thank you for your insight into this. Always great talking to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Wells, uh, joining us as we're talking about uh, Queerflex, the uh, Canada's first gym dedicated to serving LGBTQ people. Uh, a safe space, as you heard Dr. Wells uh, say, a um, lot of, of members in that community not necessarily comfortable uh, in, a, in a traditional gym setting or, you know, even growing up, gym classes, that sort of thing. Um, and gyms can be overwhelming for um, 
a lot of people. I, I can remember the first time going into to gyms back in, in Regina and, you know, big burly guys trying to tell me what I was doing right or what I was doing wrong and, and that sort of stuff. And, and being so uncomfortable one day, I just kind of got up and left. And of course, that can't compare to to this. But gyms are a, are a, a really, really interesting place when it comes to dynamics between uh, dynamics between people. And having been in the in the bodybuilding world uh, as well in uh, Edmonton years back now and, and kind of witnessing that firsthand and and being at a very uh you know gym that was very uh well it was very much about bodybuilding and and uh and not just you know uh doing light training and that sort of thing it was it was overwhelming at times it was overwhelming at times it's a shame that this uh that this place has has closed down for for the community it truly truly is it's, it's a shame that it's shut down for the reason that it has because there are small-minded people out there who decided to target members, tar- target employees, and, and share their personal information. I mean, that's just pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. TJ Snow uh, was on 630 Ched with Ryan Jesperson this morning. Uh, he was a trainer. At, uh, at Queerflex, he said when all of this happened, he immediately felt like his personal information was, was compromised. The board let us know what was going on. And, um, of course, anytime there's something like this, like that, that, it's kind of scary. So you have to protect yourself. So I definitely had to check and see what information of mine was shared, if any, and, and sort of lock down all of my personal accounts are online um and it and it was scary to know whether we should uh, be spending time in the gym and things like that so yeah it was it was kind of a scary thing because you don't it it's sort of a verbal terrorist attack like you don't know what could come next that was uh, tj snow who is one of the uh, trainers at queer flex